A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And look at Goldberg! He's ready! Welcome. Gary, you need to back it up a bit further. Sorry, I'm just doing the bin, man. Just, no, it's proper, it's all over the alley. Keep going. Here comes Tony Giovanni. in the Atmos, Tom. Here's Tony Giovanni in his bin lorry. Skull Tonic Classic Nitro Review! And we're already on our bullshit. How are you doing, Tom? Back once again with your behaviour. <laughs> we are back on bullshit where we are chronologically critiquing, thank you, OSW Review, every single episode of Monday Nitro from the beginning to its bitter end or ours. Who beat we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter with that portfolio, Tom Campbell, joined by our resident WCW kid. It's the one and only Sam Driver. Sam, how you doing? Yeah. I enjoyed sitting down with you the other day talking about Anoki for yeah, ages. Yeah, it, uh, it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, if you watch it, yeah, go watch it, yeah, you get, coward. Get it watched. What the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you sitting here watching this? Go watch. Go Anoki. watch that. Go watch go all on. the Anoki stuff. Turn all your ad blockers off. Just... <laughs> <laughs> you know what you need to do. That's Tom, right. Tune in right now for Tom, the Nitro Review. My dad said to me, I've got one of them ad blockers for YouTube. I was like, what are you doing, Dad? You're evil. I need my money. You're evil, Dad. It never crossed his mind. Oh, here's Monster. how you get paid. I know. We're not talking now. Uh, Sam Driver, how you doing? You good? Are you yeah, in a I'm good, grand. Are you in a good fine fettle? I'm in a good fettle. fettle. I'm grand. I've, uh, yeah, just sort of cracking on with the edits I've got on going I can't talk about. And then... Uh, mm. Yeah, got some job applications to go through at some point in the next couple of days. Oh, and then, uh, <laughs> 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 no, no, good people wanting to join the edit team ah, here at Cultaholic. That listing is still up at cultaholic.com com forward slash careers. If you are indeed interested, we have a freelance edit position on the go. You can be based anywhere in the world and no formal media training required because at the end of the day, a BA means bugger all. That was the first thing. That was the first thing my lecturer Phil Bassey said to me, and I remember just being like, "Oh, what am I here for then?" And he's like, "What are you here for?" <laughs> Great. There you go, kids. Stay in school. BA's bugger home. Yeah. What I would advise, right, if you are looking to apply for this job, and this is a little bone of contention with myself that I'm going to bring up, right? If you see the job listing, click on the thing and apply for it. Don't. Quote retweet it with the eyes emoji going, oh, on this. Shut up. Just apply for it. All right, Tom. I'm just saying noise. People, the people, people are allowed go, to be, that sounds people, like me. Do people it are then. allowed to be excited, but it is a case of, yeah, sometimes there is that bit creative block where it's like, oh, I kind of want to go for it, but I don't. Just 
go for it. Do it. Every single application will receive feedback regardless in line with our style. So you'll get stuff like if you are kind of wanting to keep trying, if you're not successful first time, uh, you'll get feedback to re-implement and come back with. So it's not like I'm just going to kind of go, no, uh, and you'll be dismissed. You know, it's You're very really much good a, with feedback. I, I've been in positions before where it's just no, and there's no reason given, and it, it's just bollocks. You know, like even if you know, you don't end up at whatever outlet you want to be working for, it's always helpful to just have somebody kind of go over things because the amount of times you're second guessing when you're putting a portfolio together or you're trying to get through stuff, it, it's just awful when, yeah, somebody comes back with just a blanket thing and no feedback on the work. So I always try and as hard as I can. Oh, well, yeah, it's always yeah. good to get feedback. I mean, you get, if you get feedback and it doesn't work out this time, then listen to the feedback. He knows. He knows his oats. More breakdancing needs to happen in the videos. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's the secret to success. Stick your hat in the ring and apply for it. That's the worst that can Every happen. fucking video that comes in is going to have a clip of breakdancing. Oh, <laughs> if you sneak a Bovril jar in there somewhere, then you immediately get... No, you don't immediately get the job. <laughs> we could start Tom that just rumor. making my life harder. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun finding out what you're saying in all of the other ones. <laughs> I had a whole sick day on Monday. That's not like you. I know. What's wrong? I had a whole sick. I'm fine. Are you fine. contagious? No, 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 no. <laughs> Use contagious. Are you sure? Use contagious in a sentence. It's like, <laughs> use contagious in a sentence. It's going to stay over here for a bit. My dad made the tea the night. But use contagious in a sentence. My dad made the tea the other night and it took the contagious. Uh, <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm not even safe from this distance, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am fine. Uh, I got so Are you sure? yes, yes. So it's my own fault. No, the reason no, I just got run down and I had to I had to kind of tap out to right. life because uh, I'm I had the I had the, made the mistake of it wasn't a mistake. I loved every second of it. I did the news with you on Saturday. I drank seventeen liters of whiskey, Sam. I don't know yeah, how it happened. I just don't understand. I just did, and, and all of a sudden I, I couldn't back. stand up. <laughs> I got back and everything was spinning. <laughs> But I did, um, I did the news with you. Yeah. Then I nipped to do some radio for a few yeah. hours, and then I chose to uh, spend time with Alex and do some wedding planning. Okay. And then stayed up for Extreme Rules reactions. And Candle was... very much obliterated Ooh. from both ends. Then and we ain't even done yet because <laughs> like it got to like it got to like half five, and I was, couldn't get a taxi home, so I had to walk home. Oh god! And uh, so I got in about six a.m. Had radio again at ten. Oh god! Ninety minutes sleep, I think I had. And then went and did that, and I got home, and I was like, about, about three o'clock, I was back home, and I was like, you know what? I'm su- surprised, says Alex. I feel all right. I'm going to stay awake, yeah, and just and just so it helps the sleep pattern back through. I'm on like 36 hours at this point. Yeah, because once you get your second wind, it's hard to kind of get back down, isn't it? Yeah. Once you push past that wall and everything feels a bit clearer, you just want to stay awake. Yeah, so I was like, I feel a bit fuzzy, mm. but I don't feel like angry or tired or grumpy. I feel all right, actually. So we'll watch the film and we'll do whatever. And, and, and I never did that thing where I just went for about Sat 20 down, minutes on the sofa. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that'll happen. It got to nine o'clock. I just thought, I'm just going just gonna to pop to the loo. Sick. Oh, God. <laughs> just sick. Just, yeah. <laughs> just bleh. Too much fun. Like too a child much. after, you know, <laughs> too much cake and then straight on the bouncy castle at the party. Couple of lemonades and that's it. It's everywhere. And then, and then I thought, I'll better go bed. And then mid- <laughs> middle of the night, sick again. I was like, oh, this is this doesn't normally happen, Your Honour. And I just woke up in the morning and I felt I felt very rough. We're getting into that like 24, 48 hour bug period, aren't we, of the year. Mm. And there is that as well. They're like the only things that really get me. Like I've I've had flu once or twice. I've had norovirus once or twice, which sucked. 
But like, it, it's always those like 24, 40 hour, 48 hour mm. bugs that like, I'll just wake up and all of a sudden you kind of, right, let's just go in there. And then the second you sit upright, everything just kind of goes, no. <laughs> You're like, okay, That's I'm going to exactly go vomit. I'm going to go vomit. That's exactly what it was. Is that what happened? I just thought, oh, I'll just sit up. Oh. I was like, Oh no! This is no no, and this that's happening. That's happening, yeah. and um, and I, and no, and I know for a fact. Like Alex got worried, and I said, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call in." Alex is like, "I'm worried now because you never phone in." Yeah. Like, are you dying? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I said, "No, no, you'll be proud of me because I've been to work feeling like I've this before. I've been sick twice. <laughs> sick twice in the night. You heard it. <laughs> Alex hates when I'm sick. It, so it sounds like I'm screaming. Apparently." <laughs> No! Is it better to do the loud sick or is it better to do the silent, very, very ill sick where it just kind of slips out and it's like... <laughs> oh, I think, I think just, loud You, you just kind of like, you don't even open your mouth fully. You just sort of go... And it just goes... <laughs> oh, no, I prefer I prefer loud and proud. Yeah. I prefer like jaw lock. <laughs> That's the one I prefer. What a great podcast. What a great <laughs> podcast. What a great there podcast. are just some squeamish people trying to get past this <laughs> bit right now. Just stop making noises. Fast forward to the Bluetooth advert, darling, quick. Um... The uh, so yeah so I, Alex I'm worried now I said no no because I've been into work feeling this mm. shite before yeah and and I'm very aware of my mortality as mm. approaching forty and I went I'm just gonna have to tap out today yeah. but I did prep the news before I went back to <laughs> I just sat in bed and went there's the news Adam can anyone else do the news today <laughs> and now I'm gonna collapse I'm just gonna have a little sleep I've done everything <laughs> actually I did the news podcast as well and if you listen to the news podcast from Monday I sound awful. <laughs> I sound like I sound like I've been sick through the night. But I thought, I want to get it up. It's done then. Yeah, it's out of the way. I got, and I slept handled. all day. And then yeah. woke up the next morning. I feel fine now. I literally just powered through whatever. I think it was. I think I was overtired. Yeah. I think I'd burned my candle out. I think I was overtired. And I, mean, and I had too much fun. <laughs> and made myself sick. Nice. I'm not sick very often. No. So I, I think that's I used maybe the to fourth be, time in my adulthood. I'm I used sick. to be the sicky drunk. Uh, oh, no. And then I became the fall overy drunk, which was fine. It was a much better step up than me and the sicky drunk. Uh, and now I'm just sort of the emotional drunk, and I don't like it. I very, I very I much don't like the being, same milk. Yeah, I, it's making me want to drink less when I get emotional drunk. It's just not good. I made a point at our last Christmas party yeah. to avoid like Jaeger bombs, like they were going out of fashion. Yeah. Because I thought the moment I start having these and I'm going to become the emotional drunk and it's going to be rubbish. We're all involved. So I'm going <laughs> to avoid them. And I literally like, like Adam was passing them to me and I was yeah. going, hey, cheers. And I was like, put them behind this I plant. just get too <laughs> introspective, man. I, if, yeah. if something just pops into my brain, I'll just sit there kind of reflecting on it. And it's like, nah, come on. You, you've got to be having a good time. Yeah, You can't it. be just sitting being a bomber. But that's like, because... Come on. I'm, do you think maybe because the sick, sicky drunk Sam yeah. would bring up all the alcohol and then you'd be fine again? Yeah, and then I'd drink a load more. It was great. You'd make some room. Yeah. Carry back as you were. I think that's the trick. Fully over, Sam. Had his moments. I fell down the side stairs at the academy once. That was not very nice. That sucked ass. Uh, but yeah, that was fairly all right. But emotional drunk, man. It's it's because it goes one of two ways, doesn't it? You're either really happy, you just kind of go completely in on yourself like a black hole. Yeah. And it's just like, nah. This has been quite a start. I'd much to rather just about... drop some acid and roll around the floor. <laughs> <laughs> this is a much happier place to be. <laughs> a happy place is our email uh, where you have been reaching out to us. Uh, classic at coldaholic.com. You uh, specifically sat there in your automobile, living room, bedroom, workplace. Uh, I see you. Standing even. You got no trousers on again. What the fuck, man? Come you on. Monster. You Jesus monster. Jesus Christ. We know at least one person. Shave your legs. <laughs> 
<laughs> we know at least one person, and, and they weren't really saying this because they did email it in, right. listen, has listened to the classic Smackdown review that Matthew and I had done, really? and then made love. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. No. I don't know how this is the soundtrack That's... to making love. Yeah. Even my nearest love struggles with this being the soundtrack to making love. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> she's in the room. No offense. I think if your if your um if your voice popped into my head mid act, I'd probably just stop, get dressed, get in a taxi, come over to your house, <laughs> and just shout as loud as I could at you, and then go home. So well, if that ever happens, well, now it will. <laughs> You've planted that seed now. That will happen. Bring, bring. All right, Tom, can you let me in? Yeah. Oh, what no. the fuck are you doing again into my head? <laughs> Just 1 a.m. and the doorbell goes. I was like, who's that? I was like, I, I knew this day would come. I knew this day would come. Pass me the earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for your emails. Even if you are making love while listening. Oh, um, Ollie from London says, congratulations on the engagement, Tom. Thank you. Some more amazing circumstances about the Jarvis Cocker Michael Jackson incident at the Brits that you spoke about on the October 6th episode. It was all a work. It was all a work, brother, brother. <laughs> Jackson but was in on it all along. He's kind of filled in the gaps because I was kind of recalling the story from the top of my mind palace. Yeah. So, so he's kind of fleshed out what actually went down. So Bob Mortimer offered to be Jarvis Cocker's lawyer because prior to being a comedian, he was a trained barrister. Ah. Not only that, but Vic Reeves went with them to Kensington Police Station and held up a hastily assembled placard outside saying, Free the Jarvis One. Uh, this is the story of Mike, Mike of uh, Jarvis Cocker mooning Michael Jackson during the Brit Awards and nearly getting arrested for it. After the event, Michael Jackson's UK publicist tried to press charges, claiming that Jarvis Cocker had assaulted the children on stage by trampling over them and exposing his, well, his Cocker. As the camera filming the Brits were filming Jacko on a crane, they didn't capture that, in fact, MJ's security team were the ones trampling the children and not Jarvis Cocker. Cocker was cleared by an alternative footage shot of a film production company owned by David Bowie, who was present to capture Bowie winning the Iconic Artist Award. Ultimately, Cocker is a hero for taking the piss out of Michael Jackson's God complex and common people is an absolute all-time rager. Yes! How did they clean up the, the mess then? Obviously, security are trampling. It's just like a big bin stage side, a big broom. Just <laughs> One of those big everything. industrial shovels for grit. <laughs> just, come on, you've had your five minutes of fame in the bin. Get the children you in there. You got trampled by you, by Jarvis Cocker, by <laughs> you in the bin. I hope, uh, so Dom from Warrington, I hope this finds you well. With any luck, you'll just completed a 20-minute long discussion about the sad and tragic story of the Smash Robots and their inability to consume anything but powdered potatoes. <laughs> There's an idea. We have, we've, got, we've got a reputation now. While listening to you gentlemen discuss the entrance music of Loch Ness... <laughs> This odd little factoid popped into my head. Loch Ness's entrance music was recycled for Rey Mysterio's debut at the Bash in 1996. Ah. From what I remember, it was a rib as this smaller than average guy coming out to this song was apparently funny to someone in the back. Uh, also, Sam Driver, sorry, Mr. Driver, I think mm. a semi-regular truth section on the podcast would be a great way to inform the masses of the hidden knowledge that has been held back by Big Bovril and many <laughs> other suppressors of information. You him. see, the people want it, Tom. No, the I, masses want it, I must, Tom. There's something, there's something I've got to tell you They don't want to obey, Tom. They don't want to obey. <laughs> For example, the lack of information on Hulk Hogan's relationship with his sentient facial hair, Oswald. <laughs> Oh, there's so much. There's so much. We, um, Adam Pachiti and I, I learned this week. Right. Adam Pachiti, 
does not listen to the classic reviews. I well, he's Which an incredibly fine. busy he's man. Busy. He, uh, he he listens to as much as he possibly can. So from mm. time to time, he'll catch one because we've talked about it. But obviously, it's just it's sort of like me with like reviewing things. It just sort of if I'm working on something, something mm. comes in a review. It's like right, that's on pause. It doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter timeline. Anything that it's going out, it just needs to be done there and then so it's one of those things where there's just so much on each of our totally plates. but though imagine so imagine adam's confusion yeah. when during the extreme rules live reactions a donation comes in that talks about randy savage secretly being an land-to-air <laughs> missile <laughs> to which oh. adam goes oh is that a reference to something like, oh. <laughs> right i've got to explain this now so <laughs> randy savage is actually an mim one for one patriot <laughs> surface to air computer guided missile yes <laughs> <laughs> so I had to explain this to him. Fucking handle that. I think he, he he laughed, but was very confused about the whole matter. I think just before it that, tends to be how everybody handles me in just general life. It's sort yeah. of like, hey, hey, hey. fucking not talking to him again. Somebody Jesus somebody had messaged in before that about bulldog owning a chain of restaurants, and he went, "I don't understand that." I was like, right, okay. <laughs> so on the SmackDown, review, <laughs> just explain with a whiteboard explaining a the law. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel I found a I found a Facebook post that I put in. 2009 that said i'm looking to find a comedy podcast that isn't just two people banging on and making in jokes and i realized that i became the monster yeah we're all, all becoming these, chris moyles we're all becoming chris <laughs> moyles because <laughs> hey radio you listen to song not anymore i'm gonna talk about the curry i have <laughs> here's every award chris he does thanks i'm leaving now it's a worse <laughs> state than when i arrived <laughs> goodbye he does do long links at the start of the show <laughs> Uh, thank you to Fergus Jeffs for the plentiful correspondence that you've sent to all the classic reviews, including some facts about Bovril. Okay, there's I'm ready. A, there's a village in Argentina named Bovril. Good. Better be named for Bovril, well, otherwise it's going to be going. It's going to be claimed in name of Bovril. Between 1908 and 1973, the Bovril Company owned over one million acres of land in yes. Argentina, including an abattoir in the town of Santa Elena. In Santa Elena, Bovril basically owned the town, the schools, the communications office, and the police service. See, everybody thinks that this is how you end up in like a horrible 1984 level dystopia. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is we've been living in it for quite some time. Randy Savage, surface-to-air missile. But I think if this was to happen in the northeast of England, we'd all be all right because Greg's would, I think we've talked about this before, Greg's would take over control of the city. Yeah. We would turn anybody who uh, disagreed with its like land into a car park for the Greg's. Absolutely. And then we'd all work in the big Greg's warehouse and eat nothing but Greg's. We'd all be, we'd all be a lovely shade of grey. Yeah, and Newcastle <laughs> Strip would finally have the Greg's logo. It'd be great, you know? That. It'd be it'd actually be a utopia for us here. It would, it would. Yeah. More details on, on Santa <laughs> Elena. <laughs> Uh, the Bovril Abattoir in Santa Elena employed 3,000 workers who were okay. housed in a nearby settlement that would be renamed Bovril in 1951. Beautiful. After the Bovril Company ended its Argentinian operations Ooh. in the 1970s, some of the local residents of the village of Bovril tried to change the town's name during Ooh. the Falklands War. Boo! However, the paperwork for the petition got mysteriously lost. Eaten by a dog, I hope. A Bovril-loving <laughs> dog. So it is still called Bovril to this day. <laughs> Mysteriously oh. lost. Well, I know where we're doing our next big watch-along special from. Bovril. Yeah. Bovril, Argentina. <laughs> it's pretty cheap to get there, right? It's not like it's on the arse end of the world or anything. We can get to Bovril, Argentina. Where Do you know how far airport? away Argentina is? Uh, I don't and know. then, yeah, airport. We'd have to land and then, Jesus, like a thousand miles drive, maybe? Newca okay, right. I'll tell you what. Let's go maps. 
We Got could do Google. like the weeks leading up to a pay-per-view on a cargo boat across to Argentina, maybe. That'd be cheaper. Bovril, Argentina. <laughs> Bovril. Ent- Here we go. Found it. If but- we find a nice big green shipping container, we can just key it out behind <laughs> you. It'd be fine. So, right, there's Bovril. Right. <laughs> Uh, so it's near Uruguay. Okay. Buenos Aires. So I guess the nearest airport would be Buenos Aires. Oh, sweet. Right. Not that far um, Can I? How do I do? Find nearest. So oh, directions. directions and then you'll add it. I would just type in airport from my location. <laughs> airport. Um, oh, it doesn't tell me. Hang on. Hang on. Buenos Aires airport. Buenos Aires airport. Hang on. There is an airport in Buenos Aires, isn't there? I haven't made yes, that up. Yes, Tom. My deep knowledge of Argentina has told me so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you go. Yay! There we go. Found, found the Buenos Aires airport. Uh, Buenos Aires airport or Costa Rica. Okay. Give me directions. How do I get from A to from one to one to other? Doesn't tell me. From here to here. Yes. I would. I will walk. Walking directions not available. Public transport directions not available. Cycling not available. How much is it in a car? It doesn't say, it says no directions. How, there must be a way to get to Bovril. Have we fallen <laughs> is there the into, way is, to is, get to Bovril? Is Bovril even real? Maybe we've stumbled on something oh deeper. Is God. Argentina real? Oh. Don't, oh, I never even thought I think that. it's real. They've got a football ah. team. Okay, I was, I was, okay, I made a foolish error. I was putting Buenos Aires to Bovril via my house. Oh, uh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Which which is why they went now, nah, mate. Okay, uh, six. It's a five hour drive from Buenos Aires Airport. Yeah. Um, to get to Bovril. Okay. I th- is that the nearest airport? Probably. I'll have to check this. Uh, it's a, later a very day. big country. It is a big country in a big country. <laughs> yeah. So we can get to Bovril via at least Buenos Aires Airport. So, nice. So the question then is Newcastle to Buenos Aires. I on... bet it's going to be over fourteen, fifteen hundred quid each. Uh, KLM fly. KLM are good. There. They sorted us right out. We missed the plane back. Did they? Oh, yeah, yeah they did, didn't they? You had a right nightmare coming back from Japan. just like, ba-boom. Yeah, you're on the next one tomorrow. Oh. That's it. It's funny how some airlines, like, it's that easy. But some, yeah. it's like, oh, it's impossible. And some, it's just like, yeah, we can do it if you've got, like, five grand. <laughs> if we wanted to go end of the month. Right. Uh, it's 1,600 pounds. Oh, what about Christmas? Uh, if we go at Christmas, oh, everyone's going to go. Everyone's going to want to go bovel at Christmas. What we think? Well, where else are you going to get the freshest bovrils? An abattoir there, Tom. An abattoir. <laughs> That's the source. Will it even be open? The source uh, of the oh. bovril goodness. <laughs> Delicioso. Delicioso. Bovril I just love the idea that there's this entire town where they're living Still under this like living under this like bovril company flag, like some weird dystopia. It's just plastered at all the like bovril is watching you. <laughs> big big bovril <laughs> is watching you. All right, it's still 1600, so I'm going to try for a year from now. All right. There you go. It's down to 945. So if we plan our trip How long's the flight? Uh the flight, okay. So we it's one transfer. Yeah. Uh we leave at 5.30 Where do we on transfer? the 2nd of October. Is it Charles de Gaulle? Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <laughs> Brilliant. Up. Did seven hours there. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. We'd have an hour and 15 in Amsterdam. That's not bad. There's enough time to check yeah. out some of the big old smoking boxes and the, the Heineken we'd have, bar. We'd have to be dead quick. We wouldn't be able to do the the um, the museum they've got there. No. What, museum? I don't know. what. It's like an experience where you <laughs> see how an airport works. But then we land in Buenos Aires at 5.45 a.m., the the following day. And then we've just got to oh, find a way to drive yeah. six hours. It's a 16-hour flight, is what it's telling me here. Okay. So it's a long flight. It's yeah. nearly Australia. Longer than Japan. It's longer than Japan. Yeah. Um, and then, we, then we'd have to get an Uber. 
for five hours from Buenos Aires Airport right, to Bovril. Let me just price that up. Price up a price uh, up an, an Uber from Buenos Aires Airport to Bovril. Uber. Thanks for this, Fergus Jeffs. I better not accidentally order, order this. <laughs> Please uh, do. Buenos. Let's say about the time that I was having a bath, and then my phone went, "Your Uber will be with you shortly." I looked on my on my Uber app, and somebody booked a, uh, an Uber in San Francisco <laughs> under my name. I was like, I had to ring them and go, "I'm not in San Francisco. I'm in <laughs> I'm in the bath." <laughs> Santa Elena, Entre Rios, Argentina, Bovril. Uh, it will. Unfortunately, Uber's not available in your area. Let's try Blue Line Taxi. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, oh, call it 30 minutes. <laughs> Hang on, Buenos Aires, Bovril. Hey, driven by uh, a fair few companies. Do it for 30, he's just around the corner now. <laughs> I've literally just rang. Ah, oh, he's around the corner. Hold on. <laughs> I love Blue Come Light. Come on, Blue Line. Right. <laughs> Finished my prior journey, Yes. Okay, where am I? Yes, there's no cars available in Newcastle. I don't care about Newcastle. There's ten available in Bovril. (laughs) If you if you listen in Argentina, (laughs) and you're near Bovril, Bovril, I I please send us a picture from Bovril. If you're in Bovril, imagine someone in imagine someone listening to this in Bovril. How many people? They're just confused. (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you talking about the Bovril Corporation for? Yeah. We, we will start the podcast shortly. Um, Apparently, Blue Line don't have cars there either. We might have to walk it. Fucking hell. Not, if, not even, if Blue Line aren't there, then is there, just, is there even society? That's ridiculous. <laughs> they do everything, Blue Line, surely. Um, okay, I'm going to... I want to check <laughs> before we get any further into the podcast. We will start the podcast. Oh, shortly. wait, wait, wait. It's near La Paz, so hold on. Ah, is there a nearer airport? That's what I'm about to find out. Oh, exciting. So we might uh, find a, near, a closer airport for Bovril. For International this. Airport servicing La Paz de Bolivia, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Uh, right. La Paz to Bovril. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're all listening to us. Um, I ain't. You can skip forward if you, you know, like you do with all, like you do when Conrad Thompson talks about Bluetooth. <laughs> we all do. Let's be honest. <laughs> sorry, Conrad. La Paz Airport. Bovril is, in, yeah, it is Argentina. So I need to check if I can do that in insights on here. Bovril. Uh, right, we're going to have to cross a border. Okay. But Do we need papers? Can't find a way there. What are you on about can't find a way there? Bovril to La Paz International Airport. Car. Come on. Can't find it. That's bollocks. There's got to be a way across that border. Now, Bolivia ain't stopping us from getting to Bovril. At at, at the time of recording, 22 <coughs> people have downloaded podcasts of the Cultaholic variety from Argentina. Yes. A whole 22. If you happen to be one of those near Bovril. Yes. Please, please reach uh, yeah, uh, reach out. We'd like to see some pictures of the place. If it's real. We might buy a lot of property there. <laughs> Move the base of operations. <laughs> Why not? Cultaholics moved to Bovril <laughs> in a strange move. Uh, Darian. <clears throat> Hello, mate. First time writing in. I'm from Texas. Okay. Anyway, I worked at a... I like Texas. Yeah. Texas is nice. Dallas was awesome. Yeah, like Bovril. I worked at a 12-hour... Pl- I work a 12-hour plant job and got tired of listening to George Strait all day. Nice. Uh, so I decided to start listening to more podcasts. End up listening to like half the Desert and Graps. 
thanks. Probably started listening to the classic reviews recently. Fortunately, the WCW one only had about 20 episodes, so I've ended up binge listening to them. Sam is so entertaining to listen to, and I wish he was on more stuff. Oh, you're probably the only person that thinks that. Oh, Thank you very much. at least two people that think that. Even though he doesn't like... Even though he doesn't like to. You like to, don't you? Yeah, I like to. Uh, it's it's just often I'm I'm quite busy and quite spread thin, and I'm I'm just a very kind of you got to prod me with a stick sometimes to get me to do what I need to do. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a little bit kind of all over the place, uh, but I, I really appreciate any chance I get to to get on video. Yeah, I don't think I'm best suited to it, but I I enjoy it. <laughs> I never watched WCW when I was younger because I was one when it was. When, when it was dead. Oh, <laughs> my God. The wording is funny. That is no excuse. On to the question. <laughs> it isn't really, is it? Uh, oh, by the way, thank you very much for, for the nice comments about me as well. On the question, on, the, on to the question, if you had to listen to three wrestling themes from WCW to have in your playlist for your plant job, what would they be? Uh, well, American Males. Obviously, American Males. American Males. <laughs> American Males, three times. <laughs> so, American Males... Uh... It, I just can't get over American Maids. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of Real American. Like Real American's a banger. It just is undisputedly a banger. Yeah. But if you, even if you take Hogan away from it, it's a banger. But in terms of just wider WCW, love me some NWO. Yeah. But then it's whether I want NWO or Wolfpack. I go Wolfpack because Wolfpack's a bit better in it. Yeah. So maybe Wolfpack American Males. Hmm. I mean, you could say Goldberg, but it's very repetitive. There's um, Damian Marley, who yeah. is the son of Bob Marley, mm -hmm. I want to say, uh, on his album Welcome to Jamrock. The first song is called Confrontation, yeah, and it's uh, it's it's him rapping over Goldberg's theme. Nice. Brilliant. I'm trying to think. It's brilliant. Who else has got a banging theme? Glacier's got a banging theme. I don't remember Glacier's theme. Uh, I think it's really Mortal Kombat-y. Mm. Uh, I liked, um, I mean, Raven's... Come as you are, ripoff is always yeah. welcome. DDP's uh, smells like Teen Spirit ripoffs, yeah. grand as well. And then I like the ripoff of the ripoff that they ended up doing on the <laughs> network. <laughs> Wheels within wheels. Uh, a lot of other themes just seem just to exist. It's the one thing like a lot of them are quite generic. They're, mm. they're quite like you know, muscular wrestler five, muscular wrestler six. <laughs> uh, but definitely American males, definitely Wolfpack, and I'm gonna say. Just for the sake of it, uh, does Booty Man get his own theme? He probably has got his own theme, but he doesn't have it this week. No, I haven't heard. Does, let let's see. just let's just say Booty Man. Well, should we see if the Booty Man has <laughs> what his theme is like? Or the uh, Berlin theme, the proper KMFDM ripoff. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be nice. Nice. <clears throat> right, Booty Man did have a W. Had big. Here we go. Big Brother Booty, WCW theme. So, All right, we're going to be careful. No, nah, it's fine. It's the podcast feed. No one mind. Uh, which of these? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm taking that one. Listen to it. Is this not the Metallic Madness theme tune from Sonic CD? <laughs> or like a lyricized version of Tekken character select music? Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Best theme of all time. Right, okay. I'm taking Big Brother Booty as well. Uh, I will also take the Raven Come As You Are remix 
yeah. and I will also take. Um, I'm the greatest. One, two, one, <laughs> two, three. I think that is the Cat Miller's thing, <laughs> which I did enjoy. Oh, the cat well. was so good. Oh, we got him to look forward to. Yeah, we do. Thank you very much for your emails. Classic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Cosmohomic.com, if you'd like to get involved. Uh, we are in February the 26th, 1996 mode. Number one UK movie is Jumanji. Nice. And number one US movie is Rumble at the Bronx. Rumble oh, in the Bronx. Rumble in the Bronx is so underappreciated. Yeah? It's so underappreciated. It was like one of my brother's favorite films. We had it on VHS. It's like a, uh, I think it's a Jackie Chan-led kung fu movie. It is indeed. Uh, it's set in the Bronx, except <laughs> so much of it. So much of it is clearly shot in like Hong Kong or somewhere. <laughs> uh, and it, it's 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 just, oh my God, it's such a good film. It's so cheesy. It's so action-packed. It's everything. Get that film watched if you've not seen it. It was filmed around Vancouver, Canada. Was mostly. it Vancouver, Canada? Mm. I was gonna, they just it's seemed set to be in New really, York, but really it's mainly big, like, Canada. Sweeping shots where it seemed like an impossibly large like area with all the signage and everything. I was like, have they just shot this like overseas and transplanted that shot into the film? Or they, like they made it deliberately vague. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number one in the UK charts this week, Oasis, and Don't Look Back in Anger. There. There you yeah. go. Who are they? <laughs> what are they going to do? No, un just unbelievable though, wasn't it? Like, Christ, they just turn up and that's it. Yeah. Like, it, it's, I mean, never got to see them, which no? is a bit annoying. Never got to see them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't really say much more about them, can you? They were, they They're were... a bit of a Marmite band now, but, I mean, Christ, you go back, look through their... Uh, discography it's just bangers yeah it's it's it they they've yeah. made some incredible a big part of the british 90s music the movement Brit again yeah. Britpop pop movement that's the one i was looking for brit pop uh noel gallagher said that they were in paris playing with the verve and uh he'd heard the chords and just started just sort of having a little bit of a, a jamming session and the song sort of came together like that like yeah. very very organically the line stand up beside the fireplace take that look from off your face because when Noel Gallagher was a kid, his mother used to make him stand next to the fireplace to have photos taken. And he always looked grumpy, so she'd always say, take that look off your face. <laughs> That's where it comes from. Fun fact. Uh, Mariah Carey saw number one in America with One Sweet Day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even write it in America, here. America, number one. Yeah. Ah, awesome. Fucking Mariah Carey. Still. <laughs> Still. Still. Still there for Still. a little longer. Do you know how many albums that there are you could have bought instead of Mariah Carey? Do you know how None. many? They're all... You could have brought back a song from like the 30s and got it in the charts if you'd wanted, but no, Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh my God. The charts weren't as, as lively as they are nowadays. No, no, then. no. They just conveniently pay for all of Mariah Carey's music. And then when all of the metal music comes in, we just use Napster and LimeWire and destroy the entire industry. Is, it, it's, is there uh, anything to read into the fact that a big fan of Mariah Carey was um, Leonard James Bovril? Yeah. My vengeance, Bovril Corporation. Just, uh, I will have my fucking vengeance. Putting that out there in you the You and your big beefy flavors. <laughs> <laughs> big You're not fooling me. It's, uh, it's a bit of a quiet week in the old wrestling, but there is one uh, noteworthy bit of action that's happening, not in WCW, but featuring a WCW talent, as Brian Pillman has just rocked up on ECW television. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, no way. 
He's 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 about to be so long gone. It's, he's about to be so long gone. So as we discussed, oh, this is going to be glorious. As we discussed with Liam O'Rourke from Crazy Like a Fox when we did the watch along recently, um, Brian Pillman, in order to add legitimacy to this sacking from WCW, yes. which was a sh- work. Hey, let me go work in indie. Yeah, that's yeah. it. He was like, actually, he said, literally, give me my release. Yeah. And let me turn up in an indie somewhere. <coughs> so that was this is all as far as Bischoff's concerned, part of the plan. <laughs> Brian Pillman oh. rocked up in ECW. Uh, massive reaction to the start, but by the end of it, he was insulting the fans, uh, calling Paul Heyman Booker Man, and then started taking his knob out uh, yeah. to, to piss in the ring. And the great thing about this is the Mandela syndrome that comes from this, mm-hmm. in that there are people who were there who would swear blind that Pillman got his knob out and no, had a They piss. just want people to know that they've seen his cock, all right, Tom? This is what it is. Right? What are you gatekeeping what is... the fact that they saw his penis? They definitely did, Tom, and that makes them a more hardcore fan than you, <laughs> right? If you weren't there am... for the penis moment, you better not fucking read the book about him. You better not have a t-shirt or watch any documentaries about him. Don't watch a single match. Were you there for the penis? I was not there for the penis. Then you can get the fuck out of here with your Pillman opinions, right? I was was there in the bingo halls <laughs> in fucking buttfuck nowhere watching him with flail his knob around you weren't he propelled it and everything yeah, everything right but people insist it didn't eye. happen yeah yeah <laughs> he pissed Bovril what's that about? <laughs> still got my t-shirt stained <laughs> <laughs> Pillman then returned to ECW to a second angle in uh, during the Raven versus Shane Douglas match for the ECW title. He was at ringside taking photos and kept flashing the the lens in Douglas's eye uh, that led to a brawl between those two. So they're playing this up. Pillman's in ECW just causing absolute carnage. It's I should brilliant. have got that NWA title, not you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll I'd have fucking you. thrown it down and then some. <laughs> We are live this week for Dub C Dub Nitro in Knoxville, Tennessee. But don't let that distract you from the fact that we're here wrestling because because we're going to talk about the competition straight away, aren't we? Oh my gosh, so we immediately. Are so the like the second thing that happens on the entire broadcast is just like, hey, hey, the World Whining Federation, get it? Because the whining. Here's what happened. So yeah, so this is this is quite a telling moment. So so after the intro. We get uh, Bischoff, we get Heenan, we get Mongo telling us a huge six-man main event's coming up. Flair, Anderson and Sullivan versus Hogan Savage and their new friend, the Booty Man! The Booty, 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 Booty! Fucking dick. (laughs) No, Booty! Heenan advises us to, quote, not leave our rented furniture for the huge night of action. (laughs) Love you, Bobby. Yeah, so the opening match, it's Sting back on the telly taking on Big Bubba. Off the bat, Eric Bischoff says the following. Right off the bat, just want to let you know, over at the World Whining Federation... Get it? Get it? Get it? Guys? Get it? Here's how it it goes down. DQ, Yokozuna in a handicap match. Jay the Snake Roberts digging up some bones here. Pulverizing Yankum and Diesel over Bob Holly. Is he still around? We got it out of the way! Now you're where the action is! This is Eric Bischoff going... Fuck off to Turner Bosses, who previously said, yeah. don't mention WWF. He's back at yeah. his bullshit. But they're about to enter a very nice long streak. So it, it's uh, it's sort of, it's heating up and it's heating up quite nicely. And this is going to go, obviously, very much against them down the line. But uh, 
at the time, very exciting. Well, over on Raw, they are doing the Billionaire Ted skits at the yeah. moment, and they're, wind, they're they're playing up the fact that WCW is full of old farts. I, just, and... I like the idea that Bischoff's just there. Ted Turner's just having a bit of a sniffle, and all of the other people there are going, don't mention them. Don't mention them at all. And he's like, no, you're not going to stick up for Ted. And he just puts his hand gently on Ted's back as he's sobbing silently. <laughs> I'll stand up for him. <laughs> Hashtag stand up for Turner. <laughs> Big Bubba is out first uh, again. Kind of, it's weird because we've seen for the last few weeks like the younger, virile, athletic talent. Yeah, opening these shows. None of that tonight. Is this Bubba's return though? Isn't it? He's been away for a little bit. He's had a few weeks off. Yeah, so it's not yeah, like I was going to say it's not like a, a mandated return or anything. But we've not seen him for a little bit, so he comes back and you know it's it's a bit of a break from tradition, as you said, isn't it? Because mm. you're used to kind of seeing a Guerrero or a Benoit or a, like just somebody out there. It's all meat tonight. Yeah, all meat and no gravy. And one big tribute act slapped in the middle as well. Oh, <laughs> that there is. But Big Bubba's out, and he called him Boss Man then. Very funny. Sting comes out. He does a weird crab-like walk as he enters the ring. Yeah. And he's looking behind him in a suspicious manner. It's because he doesn't trust anybody or anything because he realizes that he's a complete airhead. He, well, tonight, I, he might change that a little bit. Yeah, finally. Maybe. It's only taken the best part of a fucking year and a half. <laughs> he might change it. Jesus, Sting. Bubba Fuck. takes a few buttons down to get the cat excited and gets ready to rumble in his IRS cosplay. And then he just proceeds to leather Sting around the ring. He really does. Just absolutely have his life. Two times Sting goes for a crossbody mm. and Bubba counters it in two magical different ways. First with a, uh, a, a stun gun. Yeah. Second time with a spine buster. Not a bad looking spine bust. No, either. and he's a, he's a fucking great talent. He deserves this level of the treatment. He invites the audience to kiss his bottom at one point yeah. by doing the kiss on the hand and then patting it on his bottom, which mm -hmm. is a very out of character taunt. Bubba's offense, all quick strikes otherwise. Like yes. He slowly picks up Sting and then goes, Hoppa! Like there's quick punches and kicks that we it's, love him for. Yeah, it's sort of like the the shock explosiveness. Yeah, is what I really like about Bubba. That was that was why like Ray Trailer was always so great because he was such a thick set guy, but he'd like have his little bursts of speed. Yeah, it's sort yeah. of like it's a different offering for a big man, but it's it's very much the same offering just presented in a different way because like Vader's still short bursts of speed, you know, like Yokozuna when he was in you know better shape than than toward the end, it was again short bursts of speed and kind of just shock quick offense, but. I don't know what it is about Big Bubba or Boss Man or whatever you want to call him. It's it's just how smooth he transitions from that speed to just back to kind of doing his thing. And then, bam, just out of nowhere. Mm, he's ever so good. Uh, now, at one point, they're fighting outside the ring. And an old lady stands up and threatens to swing for Bubba. Which, at that point, Bubba should have just sat her down. I'm not like huh? he should have. <laughs> if it was the 70s, mate, back in the day. But, shit, but the oh, crowd's fucking PlayStation locker rooms they've got these days in 1996. <laughs> I used to always beat up the old grannies and try to turn me. How else do they know I'm a heel? He tried to <laughs> Callaway going, he tried, she tried to try me. Fuck off. Um, she th and the crowd loved this. The big pop for the yeah. old lady swinging for Bubba. Now, I thought maybe this was going to be a, a, a plant or is it mm. somebody's relative. There were a lot of people that looked like plants mm. on tonight's episode. I'm like, not going to lie. There's uh, the old lady. There's the guy in the, the blue America-themed luchador mask, which I figured was just a talent waiting for like the main event to end to jump the barricade or something. And there was a guy in the second row on hard cam side with just a massive Bart Simpson head on. <laughs> yeah! 
And it's like, what the fuck's going on in Knoxville, Tennessee? Like, what is going on with your water here? Had this had this been like 2022, we'd have gone, oh, pray wire. Yeah. <laughs> It's screams. Everybody him. just be recording Bart the entire show. Like he's gonna do something. Bart Simpson's joined the Firefly Fun House. I was gonna check this and I forgot to put it in my notes. So I'm gonna very quickly check it out. I wanted mm-hmm. to see what episode of The Simpsons was airing around this particular time. Because obviously, right. when someone's had enough to have a Bart Simpson mask on, we must be in a, in a pretty special time. We'll in be in what, like season five, season six? Uh, so you... yeah, that first that first nine, ten seasons is just Season gold. seven. Season seven? Uh, so season seven, so, and it would have been, uh, so the most recent episode came out on February the 25th. Yeah. And it was Homer the Smithers. Oh, is that the one where he takes Smithers' job and then it, it's sort of like he, he kind of locks Smithers out of getting his job back? In this episode, Smithers takes a vacation and hires yeah. Homer to temporarily replace because him. He's like, if if yes. I hire Homer, Homer's going to be stupid, and Mr. Burns is going to just want me back. That's it. Uh, but Homer over delivers somehow, and it, it's oh man, hello, Mr. Oh, Burns. There are this just, is your mother. But there are just people who don't watch Simpsons. I don't get it. Like those first fucking ten years were just banging, just so good. We've had more time. As as they call it, zombie Simpsons. Yeah. Now, than actual. But it, it's like SpongeBob. SpongeBob's the same, and it it doesn't feel anywhere near it used to feel. But those first three seasons, I will fight to the death that they're some of the best animated TV ever produced. Mm. Just hands down. Oh, SpongeBob it's, or Simpsons? It's SpongeBob. Oh, Simpsons goes without saying. Yeah. Like those first ten seasons are like well nine ten ish are banging. But like SpongeBob's first three seasons are just golden, just glorious. I've got a, an actual cell from the Valentine's Day episode oh. with uh, Patrick when SpongeBob's pretending he's forgotten it was Valentine's Day or whatever, and Patrick starts to get angry. And I've got I can pinpoint the actual frame. Oh I was wow! Up going, yeah, that's the fucking one. It was really good. Oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> I don't know enough about like I I, I I'm been watching back Simpsons through Disney Plus. Yeah. We've been doing this because Halloween. I've been doing binging the Tree Houses of Horror. Yes, from the first one, and, and the last five nights we've watched from like the first one to yeah, the, la- the most recent one to watch tonight. Oof. And it's just, do you know what? It's the one thing you notice about the Simpsons is as the animation gets better, the stories get worse. Yeah, it's so but weird. It's, the thing is, they've done every. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon-perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. 
Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Everything, haven't they they've, mm. they've sort of done absolutely everything they can do and th- there's one or two episodes where um it's surprisingly all right like yeah where they're more out of the box there's one in particular from one of the later seasons i mean it'll probably be much later now than what i think it is because it's been a while since i watched it um but even now it's probably a bit of a relic episode but carl and the boys at the tavern go splitsies on a lottery ticket and win like win big mm. and then carl runs away with yes. the money and it's all about finding out about Carl's heritage. And he was actually from an Icelandic family. And uh, like they were seen as like traitors to Iceland because they allowed some invading force to come in. Uh, but Carl needs to buy with the money this one page from a book that's going to prove his family weren't cowards or whatever. Wow. Yeah, and I remember that one. They go on this whole adventure and it's all scored by like Sigur Ross. And it, it's like epic. It's huge. It doesn't feel like Simpsons at all, but it's still fun to watch. Mm. But those first 10 seasons, man, the, the decline is quite shocking though but have you did, seen the lady gaga episode uh, they, they where lisa of, just abandons her entire self and she's just like i want to be popular and it's like you're lisa simpson mother what the fuck yeah you don't want to be popular <laughs> like you've spent like nearly 30 years telling us the opposite <sighs> that's the bit that was the they pinpoint that there's there's two points that they sort of pinpoint is where the curve started with yeah. simpsons and it, late on it's the lady gaga one yeah but also it's the it's the it's the one where uh, it turns out that um the headmaster's name's falling out of my head. Oh, uh Seymour Skinner's actually Armin Tanzarian. That's yeah. the one, yeah, that's it. That they they point that out as an episode where where it started to turn. Where well, I mean, like, right at the just... end, they crack the joke of, and it'll never be mentioned again. And yeah. they fire him off with the trebuchet. And it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's so it just and i mean they, they poke fun with the addition of roy i think in one of the um trios of horrors or something don't they where it, it, they're talking about adding a character to help the show's poor ratings and then homer looks down from the paper and there's just an all-new character called roy <laughs> who's part of the family and renting a room in the house and he just exists for that one scene but yeah. it's just fucking brilliant they're, they're, they're very good at <laughs> spotting their own faults yeah you know spotting their own problems but i mean apparently like when it was conan o'brien and like, kind of the dream team of writers the whole crack was if there was one joke that you wrote it would go through every single person in the room and if a single person didn't laugh it wouldn't be included oh wow so it was like that level of quality control that you'll never see it again you don't get that anymore they, no. and they've become sort of more one-dimensional yeah, and I mean, well. a lot of it's got to do with the fact that, um, you know, unionization uh, and, and working hours and, and conditions have improved massively. Um, I mean, not not in certain Fuck ways, that. it's gotten a hell of a lot worse. <laughs> in certain ways, it's gotten a hell of a lot worse to the point where we're, we're starting to see more unions pop up for like TV animators and stuff. But I mean, the hours that people were eventually having to work to produce this stuff is is insane. But even back then... You know, when it was all painted cell stuff, it was, oh God, just, it must have been crazy. Mm, it must have been. But yeah, uh, yeah so Simpsons sidebar. I yeah. That. I feel like I feel like it's always going to be part of our lives. excuse to chat Simpsons. Man. Yeah, I think so. I've got Ralph Wiggum tattooed on my bloody leg. Like, you have, haven't yeah. you? 
It's the best. <laughs> Why the was best. it Ralph Wiggum out of interest? Because Ralph's the best character, man. <laughs> like he's just, he's just. I think there's a bit of Ralph Wiggum in all of us. <laughs> he's just so pure. <laughs> there is a beautiful pureness to Ralphie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Bubba <laughs> Sting having a fight while Bart Simpson watches on. <laughs> Ralph Wiggum. Uh, the old lady gets talked down from the police officer, yeah. which made me think, oh, maybe it's not a plant then. Maybe the lady just got a bit rad. No, the like, police officer handed a brass knocks. <laughs> That was the whole Potter. deal. Ah, I remember that. Sting gets back into it. He counters a back body drop with a pile driver. Bubba counters a Vader bomb from Sting, who then counters a top rope dive and then lands a crossbody into the ring for the three. And we get a replay of this powered by Pet Boys, the automobile supply store. Sting beats Bubba. Can I just say that pile driver as well is like the slowest pile driver on <laughs> yeah, earth. It's it's, very it somehow defies gravity because it's like so slow in the setup, which understandable because you've got, you know, you've got to kind of get set and balanced. Uh, and we see Undertaker sometimes take ages to kind of get set up. So that bit's fine. It's somehow, as he's coming down, it feels like time is slowing down. It's weird. It's like it's happening in slow motion in front of it. It's strange. A few pile drivers are like that. Yeah. And I feel happier watching those than watching the ones that are very sudden. Because I always no, get a bit panicky. No, big sudden power bombs. I like release power bombs. I like watching people fly and get mangled. <laughs> That's what I like. Do you, want them, like, you must be a fan of the Gunter power bomb. Where like he... If there's a pane of glass, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> You know, that's that's sort of my outlook on power bombs. If it needs, yeah, it needs a pane of glass. Power bomb meets border toss. That's sort of what I'm going for. That's, that's what, what I you like. want. The big, like, yeah. hoy ones. Who used to do those, like the big throwy ones? I know Hernandez. Hernandez. Did uh, those. Razor's Edge is sort of like that, but mm. much safer. Like a hell of a lot safer. I don't think anybody else that did like a big throwing power bomb. I know Undertaker did a lifting one where he pulls yeah, you like, right up by your pants. And, and then... I mean, the jackknife's one of my favourites, or like Last Ride, I guess. Jackknife's nice Taker, but yeah, Jackknife's all in the execution, isn't it? It's just like, that yeah. kind of the the additional lift into that and watching somebody fold. Mm. It's like best move ever. There's a gruffness to Gunters where like he'll pull you up and then yeah. pull you back down immediately. That's like, it's yeah, what like he's kind of the, the wrench and jerk of it, where it's just sort of like somebody's just getting lobbed. There's mm. nothing they can do. That's why I think just Nash size of him a move like that the additional height from his additional height and then just watching somebody just crumple on those wcw rings it must have sucked to take that but as a kid i was like oh he's just folded him in half completely because that's the big difference with the nash ones is that he doesn't there isn't really much talk and emphasis of push down he literally just lets you drop yeah because it's like a health like yeah it's just sort of like whoop whoop and Bye. down down you go and he's dead uh, WCW Magazine this month features an in-depth look at Medusa, Sherry, and Colonel's love triangle, an angle that ended as a result of someone being fired. And I'm sure that this is how they're going to wrap the angle up, and it'll never be discussed again <laughs> on TV. So buy the magazine, folks. Sting and Luger are about to be interviewed by Mean Gene, but they're interrupted by the Road Warriors. Hawk and Animal are now doing the Hogan and Savage Schnick yes. of asking Sting why he's hanging out with a wrong and like Luger. Sting must just be like, for fuck's sake, Hogan and Savage have just left me alone. Now you too. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, look, Sting is um, by this point a fabled competitor already. Like the the guy has been right to the top. He he's a mega star. He mm. is the WCW guy. I it, it just blows my mind that he's sat there for like what a good year and a bit now just with Luger and not one sort of stood back and gone, yeah, no, this is all bollocks. You're I should watch Nitro. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should just watch the episode back. 
but I mean, this 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 promo argument is quite funny because it very much reads as like, well, he's my boyfriend, and I'm going to tell him what he wants. <laughs> and, well, no, he's our friend. And he's, well, he's my boyfriend, so we're going to. And it, that's how it feels going back and forth between Luger and and the Warriors. It's weird, man. Uh, Animal screams at Oddly Luger possessive. about being from Chicago, saying, "You don't know what it's like to be from Chicago. You're from the posh bit." Sting agrees with them and says, yeah, Luger's from the white-collar part of Chicago, but the Warriors are from the streets of Chicago. Hawk says, Luger reminds him of a washing machine. And this is where I need to stop you, Tom. uh, Because there's a little bit more going on to anticipate. So the most popular washing machine in the United States in 1996 was the 1996 General Electric top-loading model. Now I ask you one simple question. Who debuted on the first Nitro with surprisingly fresh, crisp, clean clothes? Well, Lex Luger, obviously. That's fucking right. Fact, Lex Luger. Uh, so another one. Uh, who's known for spinning his opponents at 1,500 RPM until they separate into various puddles of plasma and blood cells? Oh, Lex Luger. Of course. It's what he's fucking... It, it's whole career is built on it. Uh, the Warriors then threatened to go beat up a gorilla at a zoo. And that gorilla, the creator of the 1996 General Electric top-loading washing machine model. So it's just fucking wheels within wheels. And again, you're all just sleeping on it. It was Willie B. This is what, years ago? There's not been a single article, not a single expose. Time for me to bust out the fucking truth, mate. Willie B, washy C. There you go. That's a shocker. It's fucking bollocks. Do you know what? And and the 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 RPM thing, I hadn't even occurred to me. So we I, I normally calculate Luger's RPM. But if you on look at how rich, if you look at how rich Ted Turner is, he can afford to replace Luger every single week with a brand new model. Mm. I mean, it's not quite as uh, expensive as the Predator missiles, you know, the Patriot missiles. Sorry, that, that's kind of a one and done deal. But you pay for the maintenance. Yeah. Whereas this, you just sort of leave Luger in the the corner when you're done. Order a new General Electric 1996 top-loading washing machine model. Stick Luger's T-shirt on it, right, when you get to the mm. next venue. And boom, the other one gets taken back and sold to some schmo in, like, Arkansas. Wow. They never know it was Lex Luger. Lex Luger LL. There's a setting on some washing machines that say LL light load. And he's known for not wanting to pick up heavy people. And he, he doesn't, does he? He didn't once go near Yokozuna on the USS Intrepid. No. That was actually a dryer that did that. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> In a, wash- a pair of jeans. A simple washing machine can't do that. It had to be a d- That's why his hair was dry. Yeah. Now his hair's wet. And everybody wonders why he never worked, and it's because he was made in America. Wait. Hey! <laughs> but oh, we could fucking talk. Our entire industry got just taken off us, didn't it? So- <laughs> <laughs> Bye, MG. Although MG's back now, isn't it? It, some would say it never left. Yeah, but I just saw one like, out on the road. I was like, MG? Ooh. Oh, fuck. I'm just used to seeing MGs as rebadged Rovers now. So it's just <laughs> weird seeing like a... Where are they being made? Do we know? I have no idea. It's probably been bought up by some conglomerate because every car company is owned by like three companies. There's only three people that own cars. Yeah. In, and that's, that's another fact one for that's you. That's it. Only three cars. There's only ever three cars. <laughs> it's all mirrors. If you think you've seen a if you think you've seen a traffic jam, you haven't. Try driving try driving at top speed through a traffic jam. The cars will just disappear. That's but right. we're too scared to because we think we'll hit the cars. Yeah, try it definitely on your morning commute right definitely now. Try it. <laughs> For the love of God. Give the radio presenter some traffic news to talk about. Um, if we want to go to Atlanta Zoo and knock out Willie B the gorilla, so be it, says Hawk, confusingly. I just yeah, let's go beat up a gorilla. Do you know who Willie B is? Who? He was a Western Lowland gorilla who lived at Atlanta Zoo for nearly 40 years, from 1961 until his death 
in February the 2nd, 2000. He was named after William Berry Hartsfield, the former mayor of Atlanta. He was kept in isolation for 27 years, yeah. with only a television and a tire swing for company. Fucking heartbreaking. In 1988, he was moved to an outside exhibit and went out to socialise and raise a family. He embraced his role as a silverback and leader of the troop from there. But he was isolated for like 20 years. Yeah, it's it's like the horrible thing about really? zoos, isn't it? Like kind of seeing animals in captivity, in it, it's awful. I feel bad leaving Pablo in the house. So. Yeah, that's the, like it's it's bad he enough with an, with an indoor cat. It's sort of like yeah, you sort of even then it feels a bit like oh shit. Mm. But yeah, could you imagine like if this had happened around the time of Harambe though? There would have been an outcry for what they said. <laughs> if I want to give my dick out for Harambe, <laughs> I will. <laughs> 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 he just didn't get the memo that day that Harambe had died and he's just like if I want to go down to the zoo and beat up Harambe and the entire crowd just starts raining burning trash on them took it too far <laughs> Nitro off the air Dis- disgraceful Road Warrior Hawk cancelled Harambe praised um, now Willie B was actually the second gorilla called Willie B because there was one uh, called Willie B, who died at the age of three. Whenever you say Willie, uh, it's very sad. <laughs> Whenever you say Willie B, all I can think about is Willie Beeman from any given Sunday oh. and the terrible, the terrible Willie Beeman song. What's steaming, Willie... steaming Willie Beeman. I don't know. Steven. It's, it's oh, watch any given Sunday, Tom. It's Al Pacino's best ever speech ever. One of the most inspiring moments in cinema history. It's about like American football teams, but it all has to be legally distinct because the NFL weren't involved. But it's mm. by Oliver Stone, and it's sort of about a struggling team who I think's owners died, and the daughter doesn't really want to do anything with it. She kind of wants it to be better, but she might sell. And Al Pacino's this coach who's kind of fucked his entire life up, and now he's at a shit team, and all of his team hate each other, and his quarterback's injured, and they've got to give a chance to Willie Beeman, who's like the third quarterback. And it's just amazing. It's it's fucking Ooh. so good. So good. But all I can think about whenever you mention Willie B is Willie Beeman. So all I'm seeing is just just cuts from any given Sunday and him dancing on top of like a, a fast car <laughs> and like hanging out in a pool. If I want to punch steam <laughs> and Willie Beeman, I will. So be it. Anyway, Road Warriors want a tag title match against Sting and Luger and they want a Chicago street fight. And Luger's like, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> Sting, what's a Chicago street fight? Yeah. And it's it's just, you know, Luger is finally going to get his comeuppance by the looks of things because Sting's starting to become aware of it. It's like, well, Hogan and Macho, I'd listen to them, but, you know, they're a bit politicky, aren't they? But the Road Warriors, mm. now I'll listen Who to those boys. Who aren't politicky in the fucking slightest. <laughs> I'll listen to those boys <laughs> because I trust them. And it's like, all right, Sting, you do you. You've been looking like a fool for the last year. I just want to shake him. I just want to shake him and show him what Lex has been doing. We're all like that now, aren't He's going to feel like a fool. <laughs> I wish I'd watched Nitro now. <laughs> I've not been paying attention Admittedly, to Admittedly, everybody, it was my fault. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a few letters, and they did say that Luger was a wrong Oh, reads the fan mail. I don't care about any of you. I'm sorry. This kid's just next to him waiting to meet him. <laughs> I don't mean you. You want a picture? You want a picture, Squirt? And he just picks him up, and the kid's just looking sad, and he's Aww. next to him like... It's all right. I'll have a picture with you. I like that twat around me. <laughs> so you I'll take sing. a picture with you, unlike Terry. Oh. Hulk Hogan's name's Terry. Oh, God. <laughs> what have I done? No, no, his real name is Hulk Hogan. We were chatting We were chatting through our match the other day. You chat through your matches. <laughs> oh, no. I'm ruining Kayfabe. <laughs> What's Kayfabe? Oh, no. I've said Jimmy the Hart just comes out, sweeps him off. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's one, it's one of those big, sticks. like, yeah, shepherd what? sticks. <laughs> Get Sting out of there. He's ruining it for everybody. Uh, Luke is back out in a minute. Don't worry. But first, the renegade. Awkward. Now his music it's awkwardly just... starts 10 seconds too so, late. Yeah, he gets the jump a bit too early. He's the renegade, so of course he needs an explosive entrance. So mm. he runs out of the curtain before his music starts, only for his music to start the second he hits the actual ring. <laughs> so he's just sprinting like a madman in silence, looking like he's getting a bit of a job as entrance. And then, well, boom, he's in the ring. But we got shite ass versus shite ass, like the battle of the ages. Oh, we've, got, just... we've got the initial Hulk Hogan 2, Versus Ultimate Warrior two, God, this could have been this, in, in a parallel universe. This is your WrestleMania six main event. Yeah, God, <laughs> never even thought of it like that. <laughs> Fuck a doodle do. Uh, yeah, Renegade, um, still kind of rocking the Ultimate Warrior move set, but not the paint. The face anymore. paint is gone. Yeah, yeah. There's like... uh, been some, I believe, legal chatter back and forth, <laughs> in, but quite intense manner surrounding the Renegade character. Yeah, because they were they hyped Which, him up as understandable. The old... Yeah, because it was such bullshit the, the way the they brought him in. The Ultimate Challenge, wasn't it? And it was like, all this stuff where they were kind of they'd keep saying the word Ultimate. They tease the ultimate surprise. And then out he comes. Silhouette of him doing this. Yeah, out he comes with all of the same mannerisms. Music that is just downstrokes. Just dun, 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 dun. Like all of the fucking shaking. Everything. Except, except oh, it's the renegade. We didn't say it was going to be warrior. Fuck you. He's got the same hair. Come on. He sat around the <laughs> table and went, this will be fine. This will be, this will be fine, won't it? Yeah, this will be but fine. But it's like, I always kind of feel bad because even in situations where, I don't think this was, but even in situations where it's like, oh, we'll do it to kind of take the piss. It's like, that's still somebody who's going to be saddled with that against their name for like, you know, the well, rest was, of their- forever. Yeah, for the rest of their career. And like, if they're somebody that wants to move beyond it, it's going to be so hard for them to move beyond it. Like, it's got to be fucking shit to kind of have to get out from underneath- because, I mean, Jesus, like, Kane had to do it, right? Kane mm. and Rick Bogner when they went out as fake Diesel and Razor Ramon. Oh, yeah. And then it was like, how the hell you get out from under that? And luckily they did, but it takes a lot of, like, shuftying and retconning and, and ignoring a lot of the past to sort of move on. But they'd have to just give him the wildest gimmick change. Like, mm. shave your hair, get covered in tattoos, uh, boom, you're Alistair Black. Like, you know, you got maybe like a martial arts influence type <laughs> thing. Let's just get you as far away as we can. Yeah, but, there's a several degrees, many, as many degrees yeah. as possible removed from That's it. That's it. The only degree that remains is that you wrestle in this ring. <laughs> Bischoff puts over Renegade as a product of the WCW power plant. Yes. They've been airing commercials lately for the power plant. Yeah, come well, down, if you want to be a wrestler, come down and get absolutely obliterated by the Sarge. <laughs> yeah, He's really be. tall and handsome. Don't ask otherwise. <laughs> Don't suggest otherwise. <laughs> Don't ask him if it's real. If you want to know what the power plant's like and you've not seen it, go check out Louis Theroux's. Oh, Is it Weird Weekends? Weird Weekends. Uh, he goes to the power plant and a WCW show backstage toward the end, so like 99-ish. Uh, but it, it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. But the power plant was sort of uh, way out ahead of the WWE. They didn't have a oh, performance center for quite some time. They had, the, the closest I mean, they had was the USWA They had like a point. farm system, right? So it, they worked more like a baseball USWA. team. Yeah. So they had like, you'd go through an affiliate. So you'd get trained somewhere else, go through an affiliate, and then come to the WWE. But WCW just had that direct line, which I thought was always really cool. Because yeah. as a kid, it's like, well, how do you learn how to wrestle? How do you learn how to do it? And if you lived like where we did in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, there's no way you can learn how to do it. But it's cool seeing that like, oh, there is actually something you can do if you want to train. You've just got to go all the way there. And Goldberg came through that system. Yeah. 
It, yeah. I mean, it created quite a lot of people, I believe. Quite a few people and Renegade. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Renegade and Luger having a match. Uh, Renegade dives. Luger dodges. It sends Renegade crashing through the ropes, stomach first at one point. This is after Renegade has kept Luger on the bounce for a little bit. It's all Luger from here. Slows it right down with a fucking headlock. But then Renegade renegades up after a suplex and starts throwing clotheslines. Bulldog, a Muta handspring. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, Renegade goes up top. Jimmy Hart charges down the ramp to push him off. I resisted writing, pull him off. Luger gleefully gets Renegade back up in the ring, puts the torture rack on for the knockout wi- knockout win. As commentary are like, that's the most brutal submission ever as Luger winces under the weight of his opponent. <laughs> Just like, oh, God. <laughs> Fucking shoulders. <laughs> oh, quite heavy for a washing machine, is it, Luger? <laughs> Mm, he's a top loader he doesn't have the structure there if you notice carefully mm. as he's applying the torture rock his lid does pop up for just a second and sometimes if Eagle you very carefully you can see Jimmy Hart pour fabric softener into his bum that's how he goes mm. yeah they'll explain it away as sweat marks on his trunks but everybody knows it's detergent <laughs> Jimmy Hart according to Terry Bischoff is such a geek he's gonna start biting the heads off chickens Right. I didn't get that. <laughs> what? Such a geek. Jimmy he's Hart is start such a geek. The he's going to start biting the heads off chickens. I guess there might be something in the news about somebody biting the head off a chicken at the time. Top story. A geek bites heads off a chicken. I, yeah. If you know, let us know. <laughs> I am fucking confused. The closest I can think of is like Ozzy with the bat. Yeah, but that wouldn't make him a geek. No. Make you metal as fuck. Yeah. Would you Go bite so the head metal off some animals, you'd be metal as fuck. Sting hits the ring at this point and chews out Luger for Jimmy Hart's interference. And Luger is... All right, I've, I've ragged on Luger for weeks. He's fucking hilarious here. He is. The, the fact he goes over as Sting's getting in his face about, like, what are you doing with Jimmy Hart? It was me or him. You chose him over me. What are you doing? You piece of shit. Uh, and it gets all back and forth. And he just kind of scoops up Renegade's arm and he's like, I'll give him the win. Because yeah. <laughs> Luger's, Luger's playing innocent saying, I didn't know Jimmy Hart interfered. Yeah. I just won the match. And then he's, as you say, like a limp Renegade. He, holds, <laughs> he won. Picks him up and Renegade's just like, <laughs> hanging we get we get an iconic Luger line years ahead of yeah. its time because Sting's screaming what's going on with you anyways <laughs> to which Luger genuinely replies I don't know <laughs> I'm just doing what they told me backstage he won't say that until Super Saturday Super Pro Saturday when his t-shirts are too tight Billy oh. I don't know <laughs> he even says it's the same inflection <laughs> I don't know Sting tells Luger to think about it and leaves. And then next week they'll be back to being buddy buddy and the oh They'll have a God. kiss and then they'll be oh. fine. <laughs> that was a horrible match. It's fucking wank, man. It Where's Carrera? You were very generous. It was five minutes of fuck all. It was five <laughs> minutes of bumping off each other. Like, oh, I'm strongest. No, you're strongest. Torture rack, Jimmy Hart, done. <laughs> Just, just. <laughs> Let's all get to the disco quickly. <laughs> uh, Harlem Heat in action next. Hiss, hiss, hiss. Go, go, go. Uh, they're facing the Road Warriors, who we yes. saw earlier on. Both teams come out cutting promos to the camera. We can't hear them because Bischoff's on commentary. Yes. And then Harlem Heat proceed to just trap uh, Animal, I believe, or is it Hawk? 
I think they trap Hawk. They trap Hawk, and Hawk then they just the beat the shit out of Hawk for like a good five minutes. As Animal just stands there, go, ref, come on! <laughs> I've got another thing I'd like people to email me about. Right, again, another reference I could really do without with. So Jimmy Hart is such a geek; he's gonna start biting the heads off chickens. Yeah, right. And I really, I desperately tried to Google this, and I couldn't figure it out. Mongo says these are four bad hombres with scary cases of the quicks. Scary cases of the quicks. I don't know what the quicks are. I, I, yeah, like it makes the, you fast. I, yeah, where they're like got diarrhea. Like I don't, I don't think they'd be in there. If they the are diarrhea. Yeah, scary case of the quicks. <laughs> they need some dusty mufflers <laughs> if they are diarrhea. I have dusty mufflers. Is <laughs> the news at ten? <laughs> it's a good news name. It's a great news name. Yeah. I am dusty mufflers. Um. <laughs> It's a, as you say, it's a slow, beefy, brawly affair with Hawk taking a shoe in. Now, Eric Bischoff, thankfully, on commentary, kept me engaged in this because he gave us a little bit of backstory to the booty man that no one has given us. Yeah. Until now. I mean, and rightly so. Uh, how just... can we get by without information on the booty man? You no, know? I just want to know where, why and how and why and when and what. And I if. just, who the fuck in 1996 thought booty man was a good idea of a name? <laughs> it just sounds terrible. It's an awful name. It sounds it? like, oh, we've paused. We've, oh, we've crashed. Well, if, you, if you're watching this, don't worry, I, it, has, it hasn't been prosed for very long. Okay. Uh, if you are watching on the old Patreon, uh, you'll be back very shortly. And there you are. Welcome hey, back. Right. Lovely to see you again. Yeah, it just it doesn't really um it just sounds fucking ridiculous. It does, like it? even for the time, like I'm the booty man. <laughs> like, okay. Don't I booty cat. <laughs> I'm coming for your booty. Uh and it, it's just what the what the fuck, man? Is the booty fuck? Is, is booty like a, 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 a okay, booty as booty a could be treasure, like pirate booty, but booty is, you know, it, it it's somebody's ass. He's he's the ass man. He likes ass. He wants to shake his ass and shake your ass too. <laughs> Get up out of your seats and shake your ass. It's the booty man. <laughs> yeah, how do you know the lyrics? <laughs> just, just guessing, mate. Jimmy Hart, formulaic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's never really been explained, as far as I know, as to why the booty man was called the booty man. It was never truly explained. I. It's one of rest that somebody should do a solved episode on it, Tom. They should, shouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> we should get to the very, very bottom <laughs> of why he was called the booty man. Like, unless, like, somebody backstage went, hey, doesn't Ed Leslie have a cracking ass? Unless Ed Leslie just really likes ass. And he was like, I want this character to be me dialed up to 11. I am the booty man when I get home. I'm the booty man in public now. It's an interesting one <laughs> for Ed <laughs> Leslie. Uh, but he I'm just very grateful. Comically large scissors cuts out his ass cheeks in his pants. Because it, it looks because <laughs> it looks like he looks like Brutus Beefcake. Yeah, he's just Brutus Beefcake. But they can't call him Brutus Beefcake. No, or anything they should like call that. him Bootus Beefcake. <laughs> Bootus. Yeah, they call him Bootus. He was a showgirl. <laughs> there were okay, so we get some we get some backstory behind the Booty Man, and he was Zodiac. Yep. in the Dungeon of Doom, and he was a double agent. Mm-hmm. And now there's the time where he is snapped round and uh, he is now working for the right side. They're full of shit. There's no. How you telling me that Brutus Beefcake could be we frozen again? You tell me oh. Brutus Beefcake could be a double agent as like there's no way. Apparently so. He'd be on the phone to Terry all the time unless he had a different name for him. Like they gave him a, like a Tolkien-esque name, like Melkor or something. And he's just like, 
<laughs> oh, don't worry about it. I'm just on the phone to Melkor talking about evil. Yeah, no, mate. Total fucking idiots. They've not got a single plan. If you just hit giant in the balls, it's apparently where he's weakest. Just hoof him right there. You win. You'll win. Melkor the uncrungeable. Right. Booty out. Wee. <laughs> Why are you calling yourself booty to Melkor, mate? <laughs> Maybe it was his code name as a spy. Code name booty. Code name booty. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't know the phonetic alphabet. Uh, like A is for apples, B is for what? Uh, booty. <laughs> You're the booty man. <laughs> Shall we? I, I, I don't know the. Um, we're having some real issues with the video. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll stop it in a second, restart it. Um, but yeah, the. Uh, I. I I'm just fascinated by the fact they're calling him the fucking booty man. I... Uh, it's mentioned the phonetic alphabet. Um, yeah. I do remember like one day having to say something in the phonetic alphabet, but I couldn't remember the phonetic alphabet. Yeah. So I ended up going like A for apple, B for booty, and then I went K for knock. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> Can't be the only human that's yeah. done that. Yeah, I, I think there might be a pretty short list. <laughs> <laughs> We're back because the camera was silly. Welcome in. Fingers no. crossed it doesn't do it again. It might do. How it exciting. probably will. Uh, there's an LOD chant for the Road Warriors. Don't call them LOD. Yeah, he, he kind of has a little bit of a, a freak out on commentary about it calmly, mm. doesn't he? He's like, he kind of suggests that you don't call them the Road... Uh, sorry, Legion of Doom. Yeah, <laughs> even you did it just then. Uh, Hawk is isolated by Stevie Ray and Booker T. Hawk does a reverse headbutt out of the corner to Booker T to give him an opening and hot tag animal. He mows down Harlem Heat. Yeah, but there's a there's a big thing that happens here, which is quite funny, uh, and it happens just before the Road Warriors actually start any offense. Right. Uh, so commentary, so somewhere they could not possibly hear, are like, I think it's Bischoff just goes, oh, and whoever wins this becomes the number one contender. Yeah, just making shit <laughs> up on the spot. And then uh, Harlem Heat immediately stop fighting, and Road Warriors demolish them. As if they somehow heard. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to fight Sting and Luger. Oh, we're supposed to win this one. Shit. <laughs> uh, Carnage breaks out at this point. Booker lands a Harlem hangover on Hawk. But yeah. as Booker T tries to get the ref's attention to get the pin, because he's busy watching Animal and he's, he's busy checking on Stevie Ray, Animal boots Booker in the head on the outside like an apron big boot. And then Hawk gets the three off of that. And then he's we, like, yeah, yeah, uncensored. And unse yeah, it's going to be street fight, uncensored. It's like, well, if you hadn't fucking announced that beforehand, um, <laughs> then we, we, we knew that was coming anyway, lads. What a boring bloody match. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and as always, no blame, on, no owners on Booker T. No, like... <laughs> who, who is a grafter. It just sort of, yeah, it, it just sort of... It was exciting, but I, I, it was a bit odd how much... Harlem Heat got in for LOD to then, sorry, Road Warriors to then uh, just spring back up as if it was nothing. Because it was like a really extended beatdown they got mm. on Hawk. And obviously Animal gets in fresh and everything, but it's sort of like, I don't know, it felt like they were really onto something, only to then just get stopped in their tracks and put like on their ass. It's like they just went, oh shit, we're going to finish. <laughs> oh, we're going to go. <laughs> we come to main event o'clock. 
It is the six-man tag team war we have all been waiting for. It is Arn Anderson, the Taskmaster, and Ric Flair. With Liz and Woman. Liz and Woman versus Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, and the Booty Man! Booty. A.K.A. the kinkiest main event in Nitro history. <laughs> the heels are out to Flair's music. The faces are out to Hogan's music. Yes. Savage is in Hogan's colors. Know your place. Yeah, but Savage has got his Mega Power t-shirt on. There's no S on the end of it. It's legally distinct. It's over two lines just uh just keep it like that yeah just keep it yeah. yeah which letters missing the mega power that's what they ah. are they're a team they're the mega power team not yeah. mega powers <laughs> the mega power full friends yeah the uh the ex- bischoff describes this as quote the knoxville chainsaw massacre yeah, well, I mean, they're not, all, they're, not all, they're not all going to land. <laughs> Has he sniffed some glue this evening? I don't can see Bart Simpson or the granny getting a chainsaw <laughs> on the go. You know? Because probably... she nearly went for Booker T in the last match, and Booker should have again. Just... <laughs> you know, people aren't going to boo the Road Warriors. It's true. Get some heat. Would you like another reason why... Get some Harlem heat. Oh! <laughs> Just... Here's another reason why it's brilliant to be Hulk Hogan's best mate. Right. Big payday, yeah. Big payday. Yeah. Your headline Starcade. Yeah. You get a push to the top immediately along with your mate. Mm-hmm. And also you get a storyline where the most attractive woman in the company fancies you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because as his match is going Was on. Was Ed going through a divorce at this time? <laughs> someone, someone told him he had a tiny penis and he's very yeah. upset by it. But as he's getting beaten up by Arn Anderson... I'm not hanging out with the Legion of Doom again. <laughs> no, Dungeon of Doom again. <laughs> or the Legion of Doom. Who's taking the mick out my willy? <laughs> but it's a bo- grower, not a shower. Come on. As <laughs> Booty's being beaten up by Arn, Kimberly Page heads to the ring with a bunch of flowers and she's smiling. And they're just like, this is weird. She's out here without anybody who should be out here with her. Mm. <laughs> okay. Her and Johnny B. Bad and Diamond Dallas Page have been um, yeah. have separated. So Johnny B. Bad, um, we, did we talk about this last week? I think we talked about this last week or maybe we brought this up on the raw review mm. so johnny b bad and uh, kimberly page's storyline has fallen by the wayside because uh, mark marrow said that he found it difficult to explain to his kids why daddy was hanging out with someone that wasn't mummy on the telly daddy's an actor Daddy hanging out with uh, the characters he's supposed to hang out with on TV gets you your nice speedboat for Christmas, Timmy. Mm. I'm on a $50 million a year contract, and I don't care. And then he closes the door. That's what he should have <laughs> done. Sips on his whiskey gently. No, Mike Mero is like a, a super like nice, positive family guy, isn't yeah. he? Like he's, he's the type of person where... And it just it, it feels odd to say, but just I maybe like too sensitive in a way for the wrestling industry. Too good. Cares too, too much. Pure. Cares too much. <laughs> too pure for this world. Yeah. Uh, so the idea of WWF picking up the phone and saying, how about you and your wife come work over mm-hmm. here? Has got him thinking. More on that later. And how does that end for you? Mm. <laughs> well, I tell you, it ends for Kimberly Page. It turns out Kimberly Page not hanging out with her husband. So from fancy in the booty man. But from this point, booty goes to task, massaging caressing and gently scraping his teeth across all of the booties in the ring. <laughs> Not even the referee is safe. He locks Arn in a sleeper, then Sullivan in a sleeper, but then Flair stops him from eating their booties. <laughs> he does cut off the booty <laughs> consumption. <laughs> Mongo and Bischoff talk about Sun Tzu's art of war in amongst this fucking nonsense. Come and- on, it's a requirement. You read it at the power plant. <laughs> Sarge reads it every day. Look at him. 
<laughs> he loves it. He loves a bit of Sun Tzu. <laughs> he uses it to stand on when he's standing next to people <laughs> in promos. He reads Sun Tzu oh. to the sunset. Um, he says, and they talk about how a key strategy is to have an ally in the enemy's camp, referring to the booty man yes. being in the dungeon of, of road warriors. Because, of course, I can also picture Hulk Hogan or Randy Savage reading Sun Tzu's The Art of War. <laughs> Lanny Poffo, I could, yeah, Savage maybe, because Lanny'd be like, no, what you need is somebody in their camp. And Randy would go, okay. But Randy it's ain't. about camping. <laughs> I bought a tent. <laughs> He's Ed Leslie sat in a tent at the side of the stage for six weeks. <laughs> Lanny debuts. I said put him in their camp. I said, well, I've been camping. We're just doing camping. I love camping. I put a little, put a little barbecue. Um, Bischoff makes a, a little cheeky comment as talking about the Sun Tzu's art of war, saying how a key strategy is to have an ally in the enemy's camp. And Bischoff says, he's familiar with that concept. <laughs> Basically saying, I know someone in the WWF. That's the inst- that's that's what he's hinting at yeah. there. Like, oh, oh, I know someone over there who's feeding me goss. No, mate, you read the Observer. Yeah, <laughs> because it explained because that's him kind of little nod to the how the show opened. But like, at the same time, it, it sort of adds to that whole atmosphere of like, oh, they're talking. There's people talking between camps. This isn't going to end well for mm. anybody, is it? But then anyway, Booty then takes it to Flair's Booty fists. <laughs> Boots, biceps. There's nothing that Booty hasn't seen by the time that Randy gets in. (laughs) Randy does get a hot tag. And uh, he gets his hands on Miss Elizabeth near the end. Yeah. The crowd go wild for this. Well, Liz and woman trip Randy twice coming off the ropes. And second time, he's just had enough. And he just charges back over, grabs them both by the hair. And the crowd are like... Yeah! For the first time all evening. Yeah, because this felt like a big deal. Like Randy finally getting his hands on Liz. Yeah. Um, but they, this is like a, 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 a bit part of a of the match that it's the breakdown in communication. Yeah, that's yeah. basically it. So eventually, uh, Sullivan attacks him to break it up. Works over him for a while. Sullivan and Savage double down off a shoulder block. It's weird because like Sullivan hits the shoulder block on Savage, <laughs> but Sullivan goes, "Oh, I'm dead as well." <laughs> it takes it out of you, man. It takes it out of you. <laughs> he bounds across the ring like he's made of putty. It's all bloody um, technical faults today. Jesus, there we go. Anyway, big tag to the Booty Man beats everyone up because he's fucking hard. Booty's all round. Have, yeah. you got, have you got well, booty related? I said once, once Hoagie gets in, that booty is worn out. It's sad. It's taken all it can take, but it hasn't taken a 24-inch python. Let me tell you that much. Oh, no so booty is safe. It's not what I've heard. Um, big boot delivered by booty, right. along with Hogan. They get like a friendship, what I call the friendship big boot, <laughs> where they put their arms around each other and go, eh, you're my best friend. The best friend In 2020, boot. I'm going to be inside your Hogan Beach shop in Orlando, and people are going to pay $200 just to walk through the door. <laughs> oh, that really happened, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hogan drops a big leg on Arn Anderson and gets his win back, because heaven forfend, he can't have a win back. No time to celebrate, though, Hoagie. You get jumped. Uh, by by the baddies. He gets knocked into the corner, and then here comes Miss Elizabeth. She has one job! Yes. In this bit! One job. To handcuff Hulk Hogan. Which she does. She does manage to do it. It takes a little bit of time, because uh, there's a lot of... There's like a brawl going on. There's a bit of a wild melee, and she's obviously got to wait until the camera's in place. She seems to be looking off down at the other camera guy, waiting for him to kind of turn around, but then there's a guy behind that catches it. But then it's all, okay, cuffs are on, commentary are going, oh, the cu- she's cuffed him to the thing. And then she's standing there in the confusion, a bit like, eh, uh, gets down. And then the flattest ending to a Nitro I've ever seen. 
It really is. Because usually it's just like, wild brawl. Oh, my God. What's going to happen? Oh, we're out of time. See you later. Tune in next week. Crazy shit. Fuck. (laughs) And it cuts to black. This time it's just Hogan standing there kind of like, and she's cuffed him to the ring. (laughs) Okay. That's all the time we got this week, folks. I think I think the handcuff spot needed to happen quicker so that they could then because because what you see is as she's trying to handcuff Hogan they're like attacking I think, him. I think you see either Sullivan or Flair like whipping Hogan. Yeah, because he takes off his belt. And Flair yeah. starts whipping him with his belt. I think. But it was all very lost in the melee because Liz is still trying to put the handcuffs on. Yeah. And they go We're running out of time. Just do the whips now and leave. Yeah. It was such a mess. They raw on running out raw the following week. They parody this. Good. Because they have the huckster at one point. Just like cuts just for the cut to break. They have the huckster in an empty venue. Like handcuffed to the turnbuckle, going hello, anyone here? <laughs> and and because we're watching this with a few weeks difference, I yeah. watched that going. I don't get that. Now you and do. Now I get it. Now you do. Now I get it. That's why they did it. Uh, but that was your main event of Nitro. Yeah. What were your thoughts on Nitro this week? Oh uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty shit. <laughs> we've been on like a pretty good streak of Nitro, haven't we? No, uh, it's been shit all the way no, down. But we've, we've, we've been on like a, a, a pretty all right run of a few weeks where it's been quite exciting. There's not really been any shit, shit episodes. There's been nice developments moving things along. We've been seeing some fresher talent kind of get spots uh, like Alex Wright. Uh, but other Giant than haystacks. that, yeah, like Haystacks, obviously. But other than that, it's just kind of this felt like just another inconsequential week of uh, just go out there and entertain them. And for that reason, you know, it's a it's perfectly watchable. Sit down with some popcorn, enjoy it. But you're not going to have a, you know, a night full of even remotely good matches. They confused me at the end because Bishop mm. went, we'll see you Saturday for Uncensored. And I went, and then Was the curtain the- blows and you see just this, this fucking top loading washing machine there. Oh, there you go. And, and as the washing machine turned, it it's went. Got like this oh, mullet, no! It's got this like, mullet-y wig on. <laughs> it was him all along. That not only that, but the fact that looks there's... like a man in 2003 waiting to pick a kids up outside the school gates. That's Lex Luger's <laughs> hair. <laughs> you met Denise. Then. <laughs> Bischoff plugs for Uncensored on Saturday, and I was like, "Was that the Go Home Show?" For yeah. it wasn't. Is it not? No, there's another three weeks. <laughs> Is there? Yeah. I have no idea why they he said It felt like they were plugging it all fucking night for the weekend. Because in two weeks' time, we have the reveal of the ultimate solution, who's on their team. And that's Which, in two we weeks' just, time. Can, can we just say, just, fuck me, what a terrible, terrible way to phrase that. <laughs> just on their part, ultimate Ooh. solution. Fuck me. Compared to what it was. Yeah, but still, still, just maybe avoid it. Yeah. Just avoid it. Here's the thing. You've got a million other names. Yeah. More than a million other yeah. names that you could have used. <laughs> just... You went straight for that one, did yeah, you? straight for the jugular. Wow. Do you want to run it? You're going to run it by anybody? No, you're going to just say it straight away. That's yeah, why not? Great. Let's go. Yeah. That's great. Um, but that's for a couple of... We've, we've got a couple more weeks yet before we're at Uncensored. Oh. Well, I, check, I checked the following episode and I went... Stave off the fucking beer order then. Yeah, stave Bullshit. off. Bullshit. Bischoff. I was do. expecting booze next week. Because, because that episode was February... 26th. 26th. Uncensored 1996 is... March the 24th. A few more weeks yet. No idea why Bishop... Unless they were showing an old Uncensored on a Saturday. Oh, they might have been because they were... No, that might be what they were doing because they were talking... At one point, Mongo goes on about things that happened at last year's show and Bischoff's talking. So maybe they were doing a repeat viewing of it on there free TV or go. something. There you go. 
because it was he was sort of weirdly running down things that happened in a way where it was like okay yeah anything can happen but then he kept going and it was like oh okay, so this could happen it's like yeah and you could say like fucking uh, a life-size tub of Velux paint comes down and knocks out <laughs> Ric Flair. Like, that could happen. Anything could happen, Love Mongo. Why happens. are you just repeating what happened last year? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun when that happens. Yeah. yeah, so no one sent it next week. It's not for a few more weeks yet. <laughs> we've, we've, got, we've got plenty more treacle to wade through <laughs> until well, I, we get there. Bovril, I think, you know. Bovril not treacle. We don't talk about treacle on this No, show. we That's don't. a different podcast. We need to get to a point where we can do a live pod from Bovril. That needs to be the... It needs to mm. happen. Can we get I don't care on? how much of the budget it takes, but I want Bovril to embrace their horrible past <laughs> and send us there to make an in-depth documentary about embrace it. Embrace their horrible past. Hey, we could start Bovril wrestling, you know? That'd be really sticky. Yeah, I'm not fucking getting in the ring. <laughs> what do I care? I'm just selling tickets. Somebody will. Yeah. Some, some idiot will. Somebody will fucking do it. If it's you, reach out. <laughs> Bovril Glad. wrestling? Yeah. Can you get us to Argentina for free? Yes, if you can. That'd be great. Classic at Colton. You got a, a boat? You know? <laughs> you a merchant sailor on your way over there. Maybe you could let us stow away. <laughs> uh, you know, you, see, you can get a ship. Boxes. No, but if you get a shipping container, we can just kit it out, you know? Turn it into a little hotel room. Be yeah. grand. Oh. Or just sell a tape to the, the front of the ship. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. Especially if it's going to be big waves. Oh. Smacking you in the face. Being sell tape the front of a ship. You can't get off. Like duct tape, so you're not going to fall off. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> you're just going like... <laughs> well, your arms just tape back. Like absolutely nothing you can do. The entire world. Just right in front of you. And it could just... Any second. That could just be it. It's a just phenomenal. Too big a wave. What a time to be alive. That would. But be. then we get to Bovril. Rings already set up. Full of Bovril. <laughs> if we make the ropes like gelatinous, they can be bouncy, but they've got to be gelatinous Bovril. And then you cut the ropes off at the end of the show and give them to people that turned up in the front row, like a big Bovril uh, Haribo snake. Oh, they could eat them. Yeah. Would you not fall... Th- I suppose... Beefy I'm, snake. I'm just concerned as to how strong the Bovril ropes would be. I don't, again, I'm not getting in there. <laughs> I know, but I'm worried about H.D. Drake, who probably will. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be Howard. No. It'll no, probably be Howard. We could ring for Howard. Howard builds rings. Howard would get He'll to build do... build us a Bovril ring. Howard stands there the entire time. Just going, what the fuck he's doing? Builds an amazing ring. And then is in the main event in the real ring. Everybody else just covered in Bovril like, oh, there was a... If we just waited. And then he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Never told you to use the Bovril ring. Like, yeah. Just turned up and it was here. Like, that's not the ring we're working in. You know, I noticed all the lights and the seats are around this one. Everybody's just been fighting in the car park. We just assumed you had no budget. I, was like, I mean, you're, are you forgiven for assuming that? Because we haven't. Show doesn't start for another nine out. Why are you guys been wrestling in this Bovril circle? What the fuck? The Bovril circle. It's just still- hosing them all off. Just dry up. Come on. If you live in Bovril. Let's make this dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> this come confusing, on. sticky, meat-based dream come true. Uh, until next time, he is at Drake underscore wrestler on Twitter. He is at the Sam Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, rack on like Tom Driver. Don't forget to Bovril. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 